Warning, this podcast contains explicit sexual language and should only be listened to at work if you're looking for an excuse to connect with your HR representative. Additionally, all mentions of the word women include cis, trans, envy, genderqueer, genderfluid, and those still figuring it out. Yes, you. You are welcome here. Will you open up with me? These pages they can feed your innermost desires. Do you feel inspired? Are you getting what you need? Are you coming curiously? A secret safe with me. And here you can simply be yourself. Hi, y'all. This is Jace, and you found Jace Reads Romance, a community dedicated to empowering women, cis, trans, envy, genderqueer, genderfluid, and all those figuring it out about sex and sexuality through the reading of romance novels. This is Jace, she, they, and I am so excited to be joined today by the incredible Amanda Anderson. And I will not introduce her. She gets to tell you all about herself. So Amanda, please introduce yourself to our community. Who are you and why have I invited you here? Yeah. Hi, new friends. Uh, My name is Amanda. I own The Last Chapter Bookshop. We are a romance bookstore based in Roscoe Village in Chicago. Um, I, yeah, I own a romance bookstore as well as an online kind of like romance, like book box, like merchandise subscription based thing. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. What to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope you can hear my claps, y'all. I'm so excited. Um, indie bookstores, especially romance novel bookstores, are few and far between. And so I'm so excited to learn that the last chapter Chicago is last chapter in Chicago is opening and opened back in September. If you are listening from Chicago, go there. Go there now. Go there yesterday. But I wanted to talk to you, Amanda, as someone who is incredibly passionate about romance novels, and I hope that y'all enjoy this conversation as much as I'm about to. So Amanda, what got you started reading romance novels? When I was younger, I, obviously I understand it now because I'm an adult, but I think (laughs) when I was younger, I just like really was trying to just like understand my emotions. Like I'm somebody who has always had very big emotions and like very big things happen in her life. And I could never like figure it out or like figure out how I'm supposed to feel or like whether it's like a grieving or a happiness, like I just could never find like a comfort space to like figure these big emotions out. And I remember when I was way too young, like (laughs) reading a Wattpad and I read a book. It helped me understand an emotion like my little teeny bopper heart was going through. And I was like, man, like I could never explain how I felt, but this book did that perfectly. Um, And I just, I've always found solace, I think, in reading romance. And like, I will tell anyone, like it's so much more than just sex. There's friendship, there's self-love, the self-discovery, the overcoming of trauma, like the bonding elements. There's so much that is just so weaved into romance novels besides the obvious that I don't think like we as people like 
really notice or appreciate until we're going through something. And it's like, wow, this book helped heal me in a way that I was just trying to come and read some smut. But like now I'm understanding these like giant emotions that I'm going through. And yeah, ever since then, I think just like the escapism of it and like just the like romance books helping me feel so seen is like why I really got started reading romance. I love that. And yes, read romance novels, whether you're too young or not. This is not the first time we've talked about this. I think there's just an understanding of when you have those words to describe your big feelings when you're a teeny bopper, if you're 13, if you're 23, if you're 43, having someone give you the words to express yourself or to find connection or to realize you're not alone is so important and so critical. I think that books in general and romance novels, for for all the flack that they normally get, are a creative space that because people have put so much judgment on them, there is a lot of freedom. Well, if you expect X, I'm going to do Y. If you don't expect it to be good, I'm going to put my whole soul into it. Absolutely. And like, I, I mean, I tell this story a lot, but I, a few years ago, I lost my godmother to cancer and she was one of the most pronounced women in my life. And it was like at the time that I was going through that transition from like being a very young fake adult to being a real adult and then like losing this such an important person in my life. And like, everyone's trying to tell me how to feel everyone's. And I was like, I, I don't know how I feel. And I remember I read um, The Summer I Turned Pretty by Jenny Han, which is also like mm-hmm. now a well-renowned movie. And I remember like I was going to therapy. I was doing all of this. And I was so, I was angry. I didn't understand it. I was like pissed off. And I read this book and like reading Belly's like, you know, because Belly also lost Susanna in this book and like to cancer and like reading Belly's emotions and then Conrad's emotions and Jeremiah and Laura, like the mom, I was like, this is how I'm feeling. And it's okay. It's like, it's, it's okay to be sad, but it's also okay to find joy in the things that come after her death. And like, that grief and happiness can coexist in such a beautiful way that I'm not, I shouldn't feel guilty for being happy about what's happening to me. But it's also okay if some days the grief is just too much. And like, no therapist could have taught me that. You know what I mean? Like this was something that I had to read it through another person's eyes and other characters' eyes to be like, I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to have those days where I'm sad. I'm going to have those days where maybe I forget about the sadness, but it doesn't take away from the relationship I had with her. And then people are always like, but it's a romance novel. I'm like, yeah, definitely. But like, <laughs> I clearly got so much more to that. Cause obviously I loved Belly and Conrad's like whole love, like the whole love story was so beautiful to me, but I walked away from that book with so much more. Oh, I love that story. That's the first time I've heard that story. So thank you for <laughs> sharing that. Yeah. There's this whole history that you have with romance novels and you have opened a bookstore dedicated to romance (laughs) novels. So there's a lot that goes into the thought process of, I love books. I love reading. I want to open a bookstore, but even more, I think thought and certainly like passion has to, to be there to open up any specialty bookstore, but especially a romance bookstore. So how did you get from consumer to to entrepreneur to to procure of the romance novels. I am 
somebody that I know everyone, like when someone asks for equality, they always say, oh, I'm a hard worker, but I am truly a hard worker. Like I am somebody that there is nothing that I can't put my mind to that I'm not going to go full throttle with. Like I was always told as a kid, like, you're such a dreamer, you're such a dreamer. And it's like, I am, but look at what my, where my dreams got me. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I always knew that I wanted to create a safe space for people like me, for people to come and work out those big emotions through books and through a community that, you know, the romance community welcomes people with open arms. And I knew I wanted to play a role in that. I wanted to change that dynamic. I wanted to be a part of the solution. And instead of just watching the problem fly by, he used to joke that I was going to be this little old retiree woman, like selling smut to like her grandkids. Like I used to joke. And then I, I went through a really big life change coming to clarity moment, whatever you want to call it, where I fully quit my corporate America job with no plan. I love my job. I was great at it. I had a very high, you know, respected position and I left. I fully like packed, like literally packed up my home, left. No, like I had no plan. I moved back home and I was like, okay, first I need to be enrolled into therapy because (laughs) your girl needed some therapy. And then I was like, okay, like I was, God, 20. Five, and I said Mm. so I just left the only career I've ever known I don't have a plan I need to figure it out and through this like that no one talks about the post-college like into adulthood (laughs) depression you hit and I'm a yeah and I'm a first generation college student so I don't know anyone who's been to college you know like I really paved the way for my family so like there was no one that I could talk about like that post-college, like just state of depression that you fall into when it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, you're out of school now. Now you need to go be an adult. No one prepares you for that. And I didn't have anybody to lean on besides books, because again, I've always gone to books to find those happy places. And of, through this time of like, <laughs> I can't, like, I just quit my fucking job like that. That was crazy. And I remember when I sat my family down and I told them, I said, Hey, I just turned in my two weeks and everybody was like, you did what? You quit. And I said, yeah, I said, I'm gonna move back home and I'm going to like figure it out. And a few months later after I quit, I remember I was sitting in my bed and I said, you know what? I'm going to open up a bookstore. And I started researching. I started like enrolling into every single like class and talks and like speeches and courses that I could find. And I really threw myself into it. December 8th of 2021. I got my LLC. I did all like I did all the finalized paperwork. And I said, okay, I'm quite literally starting a business in my bedroom with $15 in my bank account. Amazing. And I said, okay, like, let's just do it. And I mean, here I am a few, a few years later, and I am so unbelievably like blessed and grateful and like humbled that this is where my life is now because I fully went into it saying like, if it takes 10 years to be successful, it takes 10 years, but I have worked so hard in every other job that I have ever been in and every other like life path that has taken me. But this one has been the most rewarding. Like I tell you all the time, like it doesn't feel like work. Like I work 16 hour days and I don't feel it. Like I'm like, yeah, like it's, 
this is the best job in the world. And I am so blessed that I get to have the best job in the world, but I get to live out my dream every single day because not many people can say that. Oh my gosh. My heart is so (laughs) full. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Honestly, though, it's you, you don't realize like how much things hold you back until you make that change to just be like, fuck it. Like, if it doesn't work, I have, I can go back to corporate America. I can go back to X, Y, and Z. But I'm never going to be this young again in this position again to just say fuck it and go for it. And like, I'm somebody like I truly believe like my life story has like already been written. And I'm just living through the pages like, you know, day by day. And like, I don't think the universe would have put me down this path with books and like what books have done to me if I wasn't meant to be something extraordinary to this community. Like, I love this romance community so much. and. I've always wanted to do more. I've always wanted to be more. And like, I've tried so many different avenues of, you know, having a place in the romance community and none of them have ever felt as right as this one. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Okay, back to like the real thing. So you have created this incredible space for romance readers in Chicago and online. And I want to know a little bit more about you because I've been I've been fortunate enough to be at your store. And one of the things that I love most about your store is that it is ever evolving. Every time I go in there, there is something different. (laughs) There's something different. There's something new. (laughs) But like I find that as as diverse as my collection grows, there are always those things that I keep coming back to those genres, those tropes that you're like, oh, well, if it's got a vampire in it, I'm going to read it. If it's got enemies to lovers, I'm going to read it. And I would love to hear what are some of your favorite genres or tropes or authors that like, no matter what comes out, no matter what comes out, you are going to read it, you are going to stock it, you are going to put a big sign on a bookshelf that says come and get it. So I love Academy romances. Like I and maybe it's because I never had the like the prep school, <laughs> like, you know, cause I went to a Chicago public school, shout out to Lane Tech. If any of you Chicago listeners, um, I love Academy romances. I will always, I always find myself drifting back to them. Like when I'm picking up a new book, if it's an Academy book, like I'm like, Oh yeah, gotta do it. <laughs> I love why choose. I, uh, why choose is my favorite. I think I can't tell you the last time. Well, besides fourth wing, that I haven't read a wide choose romance. Like I read wide choose. Like it's my preferred genre. I've been really in a fantasy kick. I would say the past year and a half, like a lot of fantasy I've been reading. And I think it's just because I'm going through so much, obviously like in my personal Mm -hmm. life that I really needed like true escapism and like something that's not, I can't like, it's going to sound crazy, but like something that I can't feel like can happen to me. Like, you know, when you read contemporary, like, Sometimes I'm like, it hits a little too close to home. <laughs> but when I and, and when I want like true escapism, but fantasy, I'm like, well, I'm never going to have a dragon, you know, like I'm never going to, yeah. I'm never going to shift into a werewolf. Like, so it's just, it was the one place I think I found true solace and like true escapism in. So I'm reading a lot of fantasy as far as like authors, like if they release it, I write it. Um, Megan Brandy, she's mm-hmm. like, Oh, she's honestly one of my bread and butter. Like I have read 
every single book she's ever written. Like no questions asked. I go in blind every time she just releases it. And I'm like, okay. Yep. Bye. Like no questions asked. Um, Sarah Kate. I, uh, I adore that woman personally. Like she is truly one of my closest friends, like her work. I have never felt more seen. I feel like a lot of the stuff that she talks about, she doesn't really shy away from the beauty and the ugliness of mental health. And that's something that you Mm -hmm. don't see a lot because she writes sex club books and like these very raunchy books, but like, especially like her salacious players club series. Like I remember after reading mercy, um, I called her crying and I was like, I have just never felt as seen as like a human as I did through this book. And like, it was so healing to see these characters like have these mental health issues, but find their happily ever after her. She writes it. I'll read it. Like, I mean, I'm very blessed. I usually get to read it early, Um, (laughs) but she writes it. I'll read it. Um, Sam Hall's another one. I think Sam Hall gives me true escapism because it's, it's stuff. I would never, like, again, I would never go through like all her fantasy stuff, like her woofer stuff. Who else? I think Rebecca Yaros is coming up there with her fantasies. Oh. I loved Fourth Wing. I love Iron Flame. Like, um, oh my I, gosh, did you finish it? Did you finish no, it? No, I'm reading it slow because I know the cl- I can feel that the cliffhanger is going to be brutal. So I'm like definitely taking my time <laughs> with it. I'm like, no, ma'am, I'm reading this shit really slow. Um, who else? M. Sinclair. I love her work. She writes a lot of Why Choose Fantasy. Um, I've read honestly almost her entire backlist so i'll read anything truthfully mm-hmm. like um unpopular like are people might like chastise me for this like i don't also need books that have a lot of smut in it i'm yeah. a plot girl yeah i'm like a plot girly so like if it has a really good plot like i'll read it but that's also saying like i'll i love me some smut like jessica kane i read 10 of her books in two days last week these little 110 pages like raunchy all smut no plot books mm-hmm. and I fully sat on the couch and just like read them and like I was down a rabbit hole and my best friends were like girl you said you were reading one <laughs> and then doing laundry no. I said right laundry didn't get done but I did read eight of them so priorities were met like, <laughs> it was great did you um, ever read Katie Roberts like the villains little novellas no so I have them and mm-hmm. I was like so I, I save certain books for like when it starts to get like snowy and like really yuck outside in it. Chicago so like that is on my list to read but I'm like okay it's like a girls wine night in we're gonna read some, <laughs> some smut and get it popping so I have those saved because I'll probably read this winter when I don't want to like venture outside they are um, like neon gods in a lot of ways, but less plot. <laughs> okay, I love that. Like neon gods, less plot about a sex club. Just oh, huge. I'm here for it. Oh, it's so it's so great. Um, I I went through those real fast. So oh my gosh, I love your list, and I. All y'all, all of this will be, all of this will be in the show notes. I will post links to all of this. You can find the links Yay. on, on the blog, <laughs> in the show notes, all of that. Go to jcreadsromance.com. I'll spell it for you at the end of this. Um, so 
We've talked a lot about your relationship with romance novels, and certainly you're not new to romance novels. It's not like last year. It's been quite some time. You do not have to reveal your relationship with romance novels. But (laughs) there is this stereotype about romance novels that exists. And as someone who's been reading them for a, I'm going to say probably longer than you, I would love to know, there are a lot of changes that I've seen, not just in the books that are coming out, but also in how people are responding to them. What are the things that you have seen and what really excites you about where romance novels are going? Yeah, I I think the acceptance of it, like, I I just, I remember like, God, I started reading more than a decade ago romance novels and (laughs) it was such this hush hush thing right like we didn't talk about it like if you read romance like you 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 had a fake cover on the book or you had like a book cover or you know like the book jackets or you know whatever the case may be and it was just because it's like oh how could you read sex how could you only read sex but that's not all these books were you know like you know like I just remember like being like 15 and like obviously I couldn't relate to these things but like reading books about like women who had like miscarriages and like Mm -hmm found like they're happy ever after you know reading the historical romances of being in a society where women were looked down upon but like finding your own voice and finding your own way but if you told anybody the book you were reading it was like oh you're just reading pure smut and it's like but even if I was there's nothing wrong with that nope why you know like and I think but that just goes to the stigma that like just sex in general used to be like we don't talk about that right you don't talk about the relationship, the problems you're having with your partner. You don't talk about the problems that you're having with yourself. That was just so frowned upon. So I think it's so beautiful to see that the world is just now more receptive to it. Like sex isn't bad. Sex isn't something, it's not taboo. It's not something that we shouldn't talk because everyone has it. Everyone has sex in some shape or form or any way. It's how babies are made. It's, there's, it, it, it's, not, it's not like it's not happening, right? So Mm -hmm. why not talk about it? Why not normalize it? Why not allow it to be a healthy point of conversation than making people feel bad about it? And I think that romance novels really pave that way because, you know, we just see an abundance of romance novels like pop up. Like, I feel like there is millions and millions of like new books, you know, coming out every single day and they're touching on different things. You know, I think like especially a place for the LGBTQ plus community. Like I had somebody mm-hmm. come into the store and I'll never forget this. I won't say her name on the podcast, but we were just talking, talking about books and stuff, stuff like that. And we were talking about sapphic romance. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, I was like, it's so beautiful to see such a rise in it. Like I don't ident- identify as a queer woman, but it was so beautiful to see like my queer friends be like, I've been in a situation like that and I've never read a book that talked about it. Yes. You know, or or like, you know, and the conversation I was having with this uh this woman, she was like, I would have known I was queer a lot earlier in life if I had a book that normalized it. And that's it stuck with me. It stuck with me so much because like I can't even comprehend how many people probably feel that way. Like mm-hmm. how many people it helped them like work through their emotions. And like, you know, I remember I was having a conversation with um one of my queer friends and they told me, they said, I wish it was normalized to just be who you are because it would have saved me 
so much of that self-hatred that I put on myself for so long. And it was, it's just so beautiful to see. It's so beautiful to see the representation that's coming from it, that um, even like the POC, like people of color, you know, it's just so beautiful to see the representation that like they're getting in books because I'm a person of color. I am black and Puerto Rican. So like, I remember the first time I read a book and it was a girl who had parents who looked like mine and she had curly hair and I freaked the fuck out. I was like, she has curly hair. That's like, it's so unheard of for me. Right. Like, uh, like she has curly hair, you know, um, my dad is African-American and my mom's Puerto Rican and I am very light complected. Mm-hmm. And it's something I have struggled with my whole life. You know, like I was, I was too light for the black community. And then I was too black for the Hispanic community. So like this place of being a black sheep. And I remember I read a book and the character talked about that. She was like, how hard it was every day to be out with your family. And you look like the adopted one. And I was like, mm-hmm. same sis, same. Cause my siblings are dark. My siblings are dark and beautiful. And my, and my family has never made me feel like I was any different, but there were times that it was, oh, you're adopted, right? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. Rude. Yeah, rude. Very rude. Yes, 100%. Very rude. But it was like this, that representation or like curvy heroine, it, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a plus size girl. Um, When I'm reading books and they're talking about, like, oh, I can't fit into my size two jeans. That's never been me. But now I'm reading books where... We talk mm-hmm. about cellulite, the fat rolls. We talk about how hard it is, you know, like, so it's just like the representation, I think, has something that has grown so much in the romance community, which also helps people, I think, feel proud of reading these books because it's like, this character is me and she got her happily ever after. You are, I know damn well I'm going to be reading this. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just so beautiful to see. And I can't wait to see the continued growth of the romance community and like the trajectory that it goes on. And I hope that it just, it just keeps growing and growing and growing um, for everything that it is. I mean, I think we're even seeing like the past, I would even say like just like the past two years. Well, let's just look at that. Mm-hmm. So many romance books are being made into movies now, made into yeah. TV shows, getting picked up. And that the, they, these things have always been there, but now it's just so normalized. And while yes, it shouldn't have taken that long because romance <laughs> is one of the top three selling industries. And it honestly helps rise a lot of other industries in the publishing world it's cool to see it is cool to be seen it's cool to be a part of that change yeah. in publishing that like I mean we have seen so many publishing like romance specific imprints pop up because it's not something mm-hmm. that's going away it's something that's going to be here something that's going to keep growing and it's like let's grow with the times and let's you know normalize it and don't get me wrong I still get some people that come into the store Ugh. No one reads romance. This is a dying, <laughs> dying, a romance bookstore in our community. Like, it's no way that's going to thrive. Like, there's no way. Like, it's just going to, you know, it's going to be a waste. They'll close in a few months. Like, I've heard it all. But mm-hmm. I had a grand opening that the line was around the block the entire day. Y'all, I have never been in this store. <laughs> it is packed. It is like, there are, there are waiting lines. There are, I think one of my favorite things that I, I have seen in your store, every time that I've been there, I hear people sharing with friends. I've at least at least one to five little groups where someone is saying, hey, here's what I like. Let me educate you about what I've read, what I'm reading, what this industry is, what this genre is. And 
some there's something like don't get me wrong i think online is great i think kindle is great and the library is great but when you walk into your store it suddenly becomes a hundred percent safe to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about with romance you can talk about your your preferred kink you can talk about your genre you can talk about your author you can go through the i had I've heard everything from like, this is my favorite to don't even touch it to let me educate you <laughs> people walking around with like stacks of books, just grabbing them off the shelf. And what you have done, and I think it's really important because the online community for romance novels is finally there. Some of the things about the internet are, are really lovely because you don't feel so alone. And, and while reading is a solo thing, like you want to feel less alone when you're reading things that can make you feel vulnerable and and romance and talking about sex, all of those things do. And your store has allowed people to go into a place and have conversations that I guarantee they would never have in any other public setting, not in a library book, not in a library, not in a generalized bookshop, not even probably if they were sitting looking at Amazon, when you can have that book in front of you and you see those things. The, the conversations that your store is inspiring are just really, really heartwarming as someone who's watched this industry go from, well, it's white and it's male, female, and everyone comes from penetration only. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I wish y'all could see the eye roll there. And that the the growth and the realism that exists and the conversations that are being had and that you're you're now a part of and really helping to facilitate is just beautiful and and i hope that you get to celebrate that and get to like spy in on those conversations as much as i have <laughs> no and i think that that's what i did this for i i want to create safe spaces like that i want to create places where you can be as you are. Um, one thing I always say is like, we don't yuck anybody's yum here. Mm -hmm. Like, and I have heard it all. I have heard it all. And I'm okay. I love it. Like, tell me who you are. Tell me how I can help you. Like, I, you know, I have people who come in and they're just like, this is so embarrassing to ask. I said, there's no such thing. Like that is the first thing I tell people, like, there's no such thing. There's nothing that's too embarrassing. And I think just the stories I get to hear of people and like, their walks of life and like how they're finding themselves. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful to play such a small role in that. Like, it's so beautiful for somebody to be like, you recommended me this book and it helped me through X, Y, and Z. Or I read this book by this author. I need something similar because it helped me through X, Y, and Z. And like, there's just such a healing element to it. That's so, yeah. it's so like cool to be a part of the healing process. However, that looks for people. Mm -hmm. um, and to play such a small role that you can truly come here and be as you are and know that like you're so loved and you're so accepted and whatever it is you're feeling or you're going through, if you need to find that comfort in a book, we have it for you. If you need to find that comfort in just talking to me, I'm there for you. Like I have some people that will come and sit and they'll be like, I just, I'm so sorry. I'm telling you my entire life story. And I said, but if you feel compelled to, if I, if I can provide that comfort, I have time. Let's sit here. Let's talk. Like, let me help you through whatever it is that you're going through. Because while you're, while you, 
I'm helping heal you. Like you're healing a part of me of showing me that like I'm doing what I've always set out to do with this community. Yay. And you are. It is just incredible. Um, I think we are getting toward the end. And if, I mean, I could probably talk to you for days. days. (laughs) Like, do you have this book? This book? Always. Um, Oh my gosh. But uh, in these interviews, I like to ask the same five questions of everyone. So the first one is, what is your favorite romance novel? For plot and like for the feel goods, Say You Swear by Megan Brandy. Um, that book truly made me feel like the right person is worth waiting for. Mm-hmm. It made me believe in true love like that. The epitome of what I think true love is supposed to look like, that is Noah and Aria's relationship. Amazing. All right. So where slash how do you read? Are you physical books, Kindle, audiobook? So I used to be a Kindle girly, but um, I have found such joy in reading physical books mm-hmm. because I used to I used to swear I would never be the type to annotate or highlight. Oh, I am. I yeah. fully am now. Um, so I love reading physical books. Um, it's also too, it's a great talking piece at the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love people asking what I'm reading. <laughs> so audiobooks I used to love. Um, I just don't have a long commute anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to get them in. But I would say physical preferred, but like Kindle is like very closely behind it. Love it. Here at Chase Reads Romance, we have this concept we call comfy sexy. It is the idea that in your comfiest, grossest PJs, in your safe spot, the armchair and the windowsill, you are still your sexiest, um, especially when you can explore your sexuality when reading a romance novel. So hearing that term and kind of the idea behind it, what does comfy sexy mean to you? I feel like it's reading a book that makes you feel everything I think like like the books that make you feel truly everything from the sadness to the happiness to the the fun times like I think just reading those things that make you feel everything and knowing that like it's okay to feel that it's okay to feel all those different emotions and not feel guilty for it I love that so following with what does come see sexy mean to you when is it that you feel your sexiest? Honestly, I think when I, one, when I'm like home chilling, like I'm <laughs> pajamaed up, freshly showered, like hair washed, all of that. But I think in retrospect too, like um, I don't go out very often because I'm old. We don't do that. I'm <laughs> tired. I'm like tired all the time. But I have moments where like I'll go out and it's like if I put on a really cute outfit that I feel really good in Mm -hmm. um something about a slick back bun for me I don't know what it is but like when I when I when I go out and I'm like okay like I want to go I want to have fun I want to go drinking and stuff with my friends I'm like if it's a slick back bun my friends are like oh you want to go out like you want (laughs) to you want to have some fun like you want to be on the dance floor dance battling like (laughs) it's something about like a slick back bun um and I think it's so small but I think wearing my glasses because they're also a comfort piece for me but I also feel like my most authentic self in my glasses yeah and I find that 
when I feel the sexiest, when I feel like my most authentic self. Yes. I want to be like, yes, queen. That is such a great answer. And I love that. Um, So in our final moments together, what is, you are here in our podcast talking to our community. What is the one thing that you want the, the women listening to know about sex and sexuality? Like what is your soapbox thing? Don't yuck anybody's yum. And don't feel bad for wanting what you want and going after it. Like if you want a partner that's going to do X, Y, and Z, say that with your full chest. You, you don't actually owe, like one thing I would tell you is like, you don't owe anyone shit in this world. You don't owe anyone an explanation as to what you like with sex. You don't owe anyone an explanation as to what your sexuality is. You live your most authentic self. And as long as you're not yucking anybody's yum, they don't get to yuck your yum. Amazing. I love that. <laughs> oh, with my whole being. So thank you. Thank you, Amanda, so much for, for joining you. me today. Where where can our community find you? Yeah. So um always stop by at our storefront. It's at 2013 West Roscoe Street, um, in Chicago, Illinois, uh, about yeah. a mile from Wrigley Field. Um, or you can talk to us on our socials, um, Instagram, it's at the last chapter shy. Um, and on TikTok, it's the last chapter bookshop. Um, our website is the last chapter bookshop.com and yeah, pretty much any of those, um, email DM, whatever it is. I usually respond pretty quickly. If not, I will respond at some point, (laughs) but I'm always open to conversations and talking to people, even if it's just to drop a quick, Hey, I'm always here for it. Awesome. Yes. Go look. And all of this, plus all the books that we talked about will be in the show notes, uh, on the website at jacereadsromance.com. That's J-A-Y-C-E readsromance.com. And lastly, this is Jace holding space for you. That's it for today, y'all. This has been a Three Paws Productions podcast. You can find Jace and so much more at jacereadsromance.com. That's J-A-Y-C-E readsromance.com. Follow along on TikTok and Instagram at Jace Reads Romance. And if you'd like to send an email, our email address is Jace at jacereadsromance.com. To leave a voicemail with a question or testimonial for a future episode, call and leave a message at 661-JACE-RR. That's 661-529-2377. And finally, like and subscribe so you can get every episode when they drop. And remember, this is Chase, holding space for you.